Welcome to Probing Ancient Aliens. Science and sci-fi obsessed nerds, Steve and Joey, are exploring each episode of everyone's favorite show about ancient astronaut theory, as well as the lovable quirky researchers who evangelize it. Today we're probing into Season 18, Episode 8, The Shadow People. whatsoever just blackness <laughs> new effects everyone new effects korok korok and grove snake yes uh uh big big news biggest news uh for probing ancient aliens and the steve and joey verse for that's how you do it productions is upgraded tech so we're skipping we're just doing the news now so right uh upgraded tech you are seeing Korok 75 and Grove Snake are the first humans, other than Steve and Joey, ourselves, to see a remote Twitch stream, as well <laughs> as well as a brand new soundboard uh, yes. with many, many options, uh, endless options for pre-recorded fun at the push of a button, at a push oh, of yes. Steve's <laughs> mushroom tip. It's good to get in and out of that hole every now and again. But... <laughs> so uh, we wanted to upgrade our overall experience for the new, uh, you know, probing the Gaia network show, uh, every other week. And then the berserk show, which still to See. be, still to be na- uh, name, still to be finalized for the berserk yeah, show. PBD but, uh, as they say in the biz, but we want to be able to have the option to see each other and to see all of you and chat with all of you as we record. So, yeah, uh, as, um, I think both of our lives will be busy and then adding a third, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and as Just you met him now, more... he's pretty twinky. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Very soft, very soft boy. Very soft to the touch. <laughs> um, but yeah, it'll just make, you know, with us all being basically 40, 30, 40, 30, yeah, 30 40 minutes from each other. <laughs> We're all 30 or 40, you know, at yeah, this age roughly. of 30 or 40. <laughs> Zone. Uh, I feel like the the web option will be heavily used. Yes. Um, as obviously in person's fun and, and, uh, you and I think we'll be able to do that, but yeah, with the third, yeah, we'll we'll probably do it too. But it's just nice to get yeah, the flexibility he's... while not losing the the Twitch component, which we've built up and enjoy for the show. Yeah, he's a uh, he's pretty open, but yeah, there's it's always good to have the option to do any permutation and deliver the same experience every See. week, no matter what. So, um, <laughs> that would be good, actually. Um, but uh yeah the new new guy as we said his name is is ryan he's from my martial arts group so uh steve met him for the first time for the last time the other night <laughs> <laughs> what was that oh that's from space balls so we meet for the first time for the last time <laughs> uh because the whole movie you know uh dark helmet and lone star right. never fucking meet each other actually the last yeah fight. connect the uh, whole time. but um yeah we had some korean barbecue and we're Talking about the show, talking about Koreans and Korea and uh, Korean food. So exactly. Um, uh, Chispa ATX is the first time chatter here. And they say, mm. I have assumed proper probing position. Thank you. There you we go. It. You totally get it. And you're going to get it. You little nasty, you little nasty. They, them. <laughs> um, see, when you don't know someone's pronouns, you just call them. They anyway, it's natural. Right? Well, you know, they all have a bee hole. <laughs> That's true. He, she, they, them, yeah. whatever. The uniting factors 
right of gender is that everyone has a mouth and everyone has a b-hole exactly medically everyone has a p-hole but there's different uses for that true but everyone then technically <laughs> could sound with the proper sounding rod right in that, exactly. that p-hole so i wonder if girls do that i don't know if, if uh if people with vaginas, I don't know if they have, uh, if they do sounding like guys do sounding. So yeah, someone's uh, walking behind you there. Oh God! Uh, no, uh, Sarah just took a walk, so she's. Uh, oh, okay. I told her to take a fucking walk. Yeah, she yeah. Got get out of here for about four hours. <laughs> yeah, uh, go fuck off for yeah. a while. <laughs> uh, if you hear the dogs freaking out in two seconds, it's because my lovely wife is coming through the door. There you she's go. A she's into female sounding, so. <laughs> The dam has built up. It is about to burst. Um, I know. I always forget there's that. <laughs> That's like a time travel burp. One from Double the past whammy. and one from the future. <laughs> well, from the, from the present, I guess. Exactly. Well, That's a present for you. Or in the past. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Night Beacon Lights. Uh, it's, oh, uh, yeah. it's, a, it's a non-classic Tuesday afternoon record here. Roaming Ancient Aliens. Um, yeah, the other piece of news and night beacon lights will love this because he used to work at the same place. Uh, we didn't record last night. Uh, well, because I was getting a faucet installed technically by our friend Dorsch Corner. Right. Uh, but it's just uh, how we doing. I did yeah, talk to a uh, night yeah, beacon yeah. on the phone today as well. Oh, there we go. Yeah. So, but, uh, uh, I go got laid it. off from my job. So there were, uh, I think as you confirmed or something that uh, 28 people were let go at uh, whatsoever, uh, just blackness. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they're firing all the whites at the company and making room <laughs> for the shadow. Yeah, people. very woke. Just you <laughs> yeah. know. whatsoever, just blackness. But because I awoke in the middle of the night and this <laughs> this featureless black figure, humanoid figure walked across <laughs> my room. And I giggled with glee. Exactly. In anticipation of my wet hole being filled <laughs> by whatsoever, just blackness. By allyship the and anti-racism. Toward the hole. Toward the hole. <laughs> Is that from this episode? Yeah, it's yeah, um, pulling them towards the portal or something like towards yeah, the because it's uh, what's her face talking about the little creeps. Right, right. Love that Joker mm-hmm, lip. Yeah, yeah she's yeah. like reading a bedtime story. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> Oh uh-huh. boy. Um yes, yeah, I am actually I am actually having uh Fred Flintstone transition surgery growth snake. He asked he asked right. is it, he said, is it me or is Joe turning into Fred Flintstone? Oh well. <laughs> Was Fred Flintstone <laughs> late? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh it's probably because I just got a haircut as well. So Right, right, right. Um but uh plus I think people are literally seeing us in a new light. Like we you know, we've we've streamed before with uh in the sunshine, but not, not nearly as much as, uh, the last, I don't know, year or two or something, but, um, yeah, yeah. Sometimes the days and thank you when it's light out later. Thank you for the kind words. Night beacons light. Yeah. It's pretty, pretty ridiculous. But also I was, I was, uh, very unhappy there. So, uh, I'm, I'm doing okay. Uh, they, they, it was a generous, uh, goodbye package. And then I grabbed my crotch and gave them a goodbye package and waved sayonara sayonara um but uh uh steve's audio and that yes we were also going to say please give us feedback on the stream because we think we got it to a good point but uh if steve's audio is a little low i will up it right now blammo okay when uh steve returns uh uh so so 
Korok See, 75. Sorry, no, that. no, it's fine. So, uh, Korok 75 said, is it just me or is your audio a little low, Steve? And so I upped it a little bit. So oh, okay. Korok, let okay, us yeah, know yeah, yeah, uh, in the chat if that sounds better. So I told Rock. everyone to to give us feedback on the the audio and all the, all the shit. So uh, we had Sir Dubbingsley, a uh, longtime listener, tell us that uh, I sounded, my voice sounded like it was coming out of only like mostly out of the right channel of the stereo mm-hmm. channels or something. So let us know if that's the case, but um, I feel like we, you, would, you guys would have told us already. So um, welcome Spiff to Queen. Uh, fine. I mean, we're getting a lot of more, a lot, a lot of more variety here in the daytime <laughs> a little bit see, earlier. See, everyone's see. Uh, not in bed, but uh, welcome back. Spiff to Queen, a Twitch prime, a Twitch uh, prime King short King here so thank you for that um the little housekeeping uh that's where we keep up the little house that we built for ourselves uh no uh, a little housekeeping of course i skipped over that but uh, you can of course chat with us live during the show's recording sessions right here at twitch.tv slash probing ancient probing ancient aliens usually every monday night around 7 p.m pacific but today we had a little delay so we're we're giving you the show regardless. We always want you to have a show. You can support the show by liking the show with a like button on things. You can subscribe to the show on your favorite podcast services, but especially Spotify and Apple Podcasts and Google Podcasts. Those are the big three, even though Apple Podcasts and Spotify are far bigger than the Google Podcasts. Google Podcasts doesn't even have a lot of basic features that the other ones do, like being able to put a Patreon RSS feed. So I still have to listen to all my Patreon podcasts on patreon which sucks but mm. um it's getting better but like it's it's nice when you could just you know get put it in your normal feed of shit and then you get your right, podcast right. like normal but anyway uh head over to patreon.com which doesn't suck <laughs> patreon.com slash probing ancient aliens for two exclusive podcasts every month for only the five dollar tier or higher that's adventurous ghosts our ghost adventures podcast which is much like probing ancient aliens but uh we are reviewing and debunking and de-hunking the uh the uh, hunky hung hunks of the ghost adventures crew zach bagans and at this point we're still in the uh, we're in season five so we're still with aaron goodwin and nick groff my much maligned nick groff who will in a few seasons be gone i think so mm, uh, we do right, get bill right, telly right. as the uh the the uh growing more ever-present audio engineer in tech uh but he's got his full douche mohawk very gelled mohawk and he's still kind of in that like not jenko jeans phase even though by the time he's on it's 2012 2011 but in the very big uh big thick jeans kind of uh right uh juggalo kind of look to him so um make sure and head over to black hole supply company you can get your probing probing ancient aliens merchandise disc golf discs disc golf apparel you can wear probing ancient aliens logo tees and masks and uh hats and uh, whatever you yeah, want yeah it's on demand <laughs> requests yeah <laughs> um and uh an official real disc golf, disc golf discs if you head over to beautiful orange county california you can head over to the physical location inside cape and cow collectibles which also has lots of cool stuff uh as a little shopping shop for black hole supply company at 9525 garfield like the cat avenue suite c2 like cat c Fountain Valley, California, like the first two letters in CAT, CA, 92708. Uh, correct, correct. <laughs> uh, that almost sounded like you said correct and then had pl- uh, recorded it in loop. Oh, uh, like, correct, correct. <laughs> <laughs> uh, like uh, whatever the guy from Comedy Bang Bang's name was, the big haired guy uh, who's now on 
Jimmy Fallon show. You know, the, you know, the, the, the musician guy, Reggie. Oh, Reggie Watts. Yeah, 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 yeah. Who did all his recording and looping shows. But uh, also he's been on uh, Somewhere in the Skies and some other podcasts because mm. he's a big UFO guy, big paranormal believer guy. So um, anyway, we usually have a segment here called Reaching for the Stars where we ask you little prolapsternauts out there. To please head over to your podcatcher of choice. Give us a five-star rating and review us in the comments of that rating. And we'll read it on the air and give you a shout-out, but there are no five-star reviews Santa this week. So please get out there and review us. It's going to help us get found in searches and in um, what uh, what the Lord calls algorithms. Uh, the Lord being... Not Steve Jobs, but who's the new guy that runs Apple? You know, the new guy for the past 15 years, 20 right. years. <laughs> Steve Cook? Yeah, I think Something so. Something like that, yeah. Yeah. Um, but, uh, oh, we got a uh, first-time chatter, but it's a bot. It's a promo bot offering oh, promotions good, good. for our channel. So um, over at uh, dogehype.com. <laughs> Something <laughs> and a bunch of other shit. Uh, but, yeah, back to <clears throat> the news. So... Uh, we talked about our new tech again. If you're just joining us, if you've if you've started the audio podcast and then skipped like seven and a half minutes for no reason at all, uh, we have a soundboard with lots of uh, pre-recorded. Uh, what do we call those? Clips, clips, sound yeah, little bites. bites. Yeah, clips. there we go. Happy Halloween. Uh, and Steve's running that soundboard now uh, as as the. Uh, the Fred Norris kind of, of see, uh, see. you know, the, the Leonti Anthony Tombo and the, Sexy Woman, <laughs> the frost. Well, I don't know. They all, they all did that shit. We have, nobody knows who Frosty Henry Frank are except in right, right. LA, I guess. But, um, anyway, uh, yeah, got the new soundboard. We got remote Twitch streaming going, so we could always remote record, but, uh, now we got the remote Twitch streaming. We got the video podcast being recorded, uh, we could, we might th- start throwing, throwing up on you. We might start throwing up on YouTube as a channel, right. not no Warf. podcast content, but just working <laughs> pure uh, puke. But uh, we might do that in the future just for the hell of it. But who knows? Cause YouTube, yeah. uh, we're not going to make any money necessarily that way. Because if you say fart or fuck or something on YouTube, then, then, uh, there is no more right. uh, monetization for you. You'll get demonetized. But you get the hype views. Yes. Um, ah, okay. Another audio expert. Chris Turbville says, Steve has you guys panned right and left instead of middle. And also, yes, puke on YouTube, please. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Well, I don't have anyone panned anyway, because I'm over here now. So it's got to be on. It's got to be something with the Twitch setting. So we'll we'll dig into that another time. Because we'll fuck with it. Um, but that was what um, Sir Dobbingsley was saying right, last right. night too. So it then, might be something with the two feeds and whatever. Oh yeah, yeah, because we had but, to like add that audio capture from a window right, or right. window at home source or something. So um, and we might Chris. Uh, Chris said uh, if you need help to hit him up because he okay. is he's a Hollywood uh, voice actor. Oh, there we go. There we go. Professional voice acting bits. So he knows all of. I think he, he's. Uh, I've watched his videos. He has his own sound recording studio in his house i believe so. nice um but uh yeah it's been it's been a real i mean not crazy but it's pretty complicated to get to be able to record audio like if twitch could just it had a had a good audio exporting feature right we wouldn't need it we would, could just do everything in twitch right, right. and i would pay for labs, that too right? yeah and so uh oh <laughs> he says it's a bdsm room with a microphone <laughs> 
Right, right. <laughs> so he's captured lots of slaps and smacks and uh, mm. shrieks and ouches. Exactly. And shudders and things like that. But and uh, why not? Yes. And stilettos piercing through ball skin over and over. Right. Uh, that's like that. That in- intense uh, ball stomping play. That just seems like. Like, I feel like you're one and done. Like, cause, like especially the guys that are getting the stiletto. I mean, there's people, heels. I think, who do it but, frequently. I mean, but could, don't you just then <laughs> completely crush to the point of not, like, aren't you ruining your testicles doing I mean, I'm sure it's not great for you, but they must be elastic or, res- you know, enough. <laughs> I've, put on, I've installed my elastic testicles. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, it's there's something happening there. That's I mean, yeah, you could you could fashion a sack out of a lot of silly putty, right? And just glue some hair to it, and at least you could get the the fear and adrenaline rush of getting the balls stomped, and that she right. might miss and actually stomp your real body a little bit. But right, right, it's know. wild. But and then you could you know then you, if you if you had a newspaper on the floor under where you're getting stomped, then you could have the newspaper print on the silly putty afterwards. too. Exactly. You save that. <laughs> and fun. Then... <laughs> yeah. It's gotta be the cartoon section right. cause it's not worth it. Otherwise, yeah. uh, then that becomes your memory of that, uh, sexual abusive section. Session, exactly. Session, you know, so, yeah. um, but, uh, yeah, it's, uh, it'll be fun. So we, we're going to have, uh, all the permutations available. Uh, isn't it funny too, that both, uh, Chris and Sir Tubbingsley pointed out we are panned. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think I thought the other day, or the today too. Panned. Uh, shout out to that show though, uh, and, and to Con- Connor because the objects, the Haunted Objects podcast that Greg and Dana Newkirk do, the Hell Your mm-hmm. Folks, is legitimately entertaining and informative. Like it feels right. like it feels like the Action Boys of um, the paranormal world, where it's like. They're they're so deep in it, but also kind of hate the paranormal world at the same time. So they can poke fun at it. They can be really sarcastic about it, but then they know really deep knowledge about it mm-hmm. without ever without ever just for twenty minutes of time being serious. Like they're always going back and forth with comedy and riffing and all that. You know what I mean? Just they're just naturally humorous people. So right, right that's right. a really good show. But um, they're also asking for like an extra fifteen hundred patrons or something to be able to do a a show every week. And I'm like, that's one thing where I'm like, guys, <laughs> I know they're not like rich, rich, but they have money and they could right. record, they could release two fucking shows or sorry, four shows a month, but whatever. Cause right now it's bi-weekly, but, yeah. um, but Connor is very good on that. We found out recently Connor. that Connor was a child magician and it was a oh, wow. semi-professional <laughs> magician with a poster of himself. High enough uh, level. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, and then once he was, he re- he said that, uh, once I, uh, reached high school and decided I liked girls. Uh, I realized that girls don't like magicians. <laughs> well, <laughs> at a certain age, they it. do, though, right? It's like they don't like the creepy suited magician, but then the cool guy close up magic. Basically, is... he was like, when I was 14, girls thought magicians no, were lame. Yeah. So, I was a creep. He had a full top hat and a cape. And That's stuff. what I'm saying. Yeah, he was playing up the wrong type. It's kind of like dressing up as a Dracula from like the 30s versus the cool <laughs> vampire now. Um, Gross Snake says abracadabra. Yes. Uh, See, real quick, you might know about this, Steve. This feels like a fucking AI generated dystopian nightmare future story. I have been seeing, and a little crossover with our show from that uh, Russell Targ special that we did on our Patreon, but uh, mm-hmm. about, uh, remote viewing and and uh, 
you know, telekinetics and psychic powers and shit. Right. Uh, somehow, Yuri Geller, the famous, you know, psychic spoon bender telekinetic dude. Okay. Somehow he, in like 1998, got the... Uh, the Pokemon card game, the Kadabra, uh, the Pokemon card band. <laughs> and so uh, I don't all I and I only know that because the current news stories coming, <laughs> the, current, the current news stories <laughs> coming out, um, all, all of them coming out. now. Right. <laughs> I put about uh, 350 in all the fucking uh, newspaper dispensers, you know, on the street by the diner. I yeah. every day. Uh, no, the, the current story that I'm seeing on all like the gaming sites and shit like that are. Uh, Yuri Geller, uh, who once got the Kadabra card banned in the U S, um, says he regrets his lawsuit ever happened or okay. something. And I, I did not read it. It's like, I, I cared out of curiosity, like of just what happened, but had, did you ever hear about that or anything? No, no. Okay. I just didn't know if in the collectibles world, that was like a big thing or something. Yeah, may, I mean, maybe I'm sure in that world people know, but yeah, not enough to, I'm assuming like there must've been something on that card description that like alluded to him or co- something he copywrote or trademark or some bullshit mm-hmm. uh, anyway but um uh if anyone knows what the fuck's up with that or i guess i could just go click on the article but now i'm not going to go looking for it so um anyway we have skipped around a lot we've done our housekeeping we've done the news uh and we've only taken a glimpse into how i am doing uh i'm doing fine otherwise but uh uh, yeah, I'm laid off as of yesterday, but I'm feeling really good. I'm feeling pretty, really good. So big weight off my shoulders and, uh, have a bit of a safety net, but I'm definitely going to be, um, looking hardcore, updating my shit, looking hardcore, reaching out to friends, which I already have been to, but, uh, looking for new and hopefully better jobs. So, uh, but I have a little time, which is nice. But, yes. Um, yeah. Other than that, how are you doing, Steve? I'm doing okay. Korok seventy five, of course, asks how you are doing since right, first. right, right. Uh, yeah, doing okay. The uh, weekend. Yeah, it was fun. We did. What are we doing? Went to a little cover band action Friday night because uh, someone bought tickets and it was just a cheap, uh, fun little night out. What was the cover uh, band covering? It was like a Depeche Mode cover band and a. Mm-hmm. New order or something like that. Oh, okay. So new it wave, was dark fine. wave stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, dancey enough and and whatever. Because there was like that venue hosts a lot of cover bands, so there's like a Sublime night and like a Slayer night. I'm like, who's going to those cover bands? Was this at the Gas Lamp? No, this is at the Garden Grove Amphitheater. Oh, got it. Okay, so that little one there. Um, but yeah, no, it was fun. And then Saturday, yeah, hit up the beach because the weather the weather was nice enough, sunny, had some brunch, relaxed, and then Sunday, a little disc golf, uh, then went to the South Coast Plaza and walked around and <laughs> a little shopping, and then, yeah, Sunday, we met up for the old KBBQ, which I hadn't had in a year and a half at least, so... Um, I serve it at the Garden Grove Amphitheater as the yeah yeah staple. <laughs> <safe. laughs> uh, and then yeah, uh, other than that, yeah, just trucking along. It's going to be our one year anniversary this weekend, so we're going to head down to the old Carl's Band. You and your wife's not yours Me. and mine, yeah. exactly. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> my wife. Um, so yeah, that'll be nice little. Uh, you going to ride the windmill this time? 
Exactly. We're going to get up top and just <laughs> see how fast we can get this sucker going. Carl's bad, huh? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, which uh, we haven't talked to Peter in a while, but um, yeah. So I'll be a fun little getaway. And when, then, uh, uh, let me let me on. ask you something. When was when was the last time you got on your surfboard and surfed? That's been a while, probably since Chris. So twenty. Mm. 20 yeah. you're at the beach every fucking week bro you got to start getting on that fish board getting well swim and and body surf but toes surfing on, on the nose bro board <laughs> is a very specific yes. uh type of thing hey just like in every 80s movie where it was about a recreational vehicle like bmx bike skateboard surfs right surfs <laughs> surfboards hey you have that thing in a backpacker on your back and you carry that thing everywhere you go you can go to the exactly. prom with it you can go to school with it you can do you got because you if you are a surfer or a skater, you have that fucking board with you at all times. You're getting into fights. Exactly. You're getting into fights over it. And right. you're fighting on it sometimes too. Correct. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, but yeah, other than that, nothing, nothing too wild. Nothing yeah. too wild. We uh we talked, Steve, Steve met uh, uh our our new little uh twink uh podcast See. co-host, uh a virgin twink podcast co-host. Virgin to podcasting. I don't know if he's a virgin right. to sex. I think he's, I think <laughs> I he's not. But um, uh, but yeah, my friend Ryan, um, who is uh, in my martial arts group and will be our our third uh, co-host or co-co-host for uh, the as yet unnamed Berserk podcast. But we're getting close. And especially with me having a little more time, be able to uh, make sure and finalize all the shit. So I was doing right that today. But um uh i'm very excited for that and then yeah that'll be that'll be bi-weekly and then uh you know we'll need 1500 new patrons to do it four times a month. no but uh uh and then we'll be doing a probing the gaia network as kind of the subtle successor to this show to probing ancient aliens so going through the gaia network's seemingly endless amounts of content uh, a much wider variety of content definitely some crossover with the faces and names um, from probing ancient yeah. or from sorry from ancient aliens <laughs> there's crossover because it's uh steve and joey doing that show again but um my sister will not be doing that show the one time one time guest on our show correct uh, so she will not be one of those familiar faces but uh, uh i know all of you have been scrambling for her since you know four and a half years ago season three episode eight which was uh, aliens and the undead but um one and done yes gross snake one time and then done time so uh, I'm shot out of a cannon today. Remember that? Remember how Howard <laughs> and all the radio guys would say that night? Is shot out of a cannon? Yeah. Uh, really juice. Someone's all charged up. <laughs> uh, uh, oh, anyway, I think, God, are we already at the fucking content of the show? That's not us. That's yeah. Not, time to know. rock and roll. I mean, I guess we've been recording 20, 30 minutes, but, um, but yeah, this is, uh, season 18, episode eight. I think we're in the, the last few episodes. Um, yeah, See. maybe, Grossnake asked, can we get a helicopter pilot cameo soon? Now, we could we Very could unusual. bring it back. There was this pole. No. Deontay Tombo and Saxe Woman. Stick to us that they could have had some kind of technology. Uh, we could troll everyone and just record a clip from our own first or second episode and play that right. <laughs> as the goodbye to Proving Ancient Aliens. Or we could just maybe do it. I don't know. But uh, we could just do it on camera no. on Twitch. But uh as long as we don't show nipples on Twitch, then it's fine. Um, but um, anyway, yeah, I think there's only a couple episodes of this show left because uh, uh, it's getting into uh, 
a, a huge chunk of what is it alien ancient aliens on location which is clip shows with Sukalos's favorite clips from the show it's like a look back which is a weird on location a, re- a weird reason to call it on location um and uh the show's just you know hopefully not this show but ancient aliens is a very boring show now but now to be fair this episode <laughs> the shadow people I wish, I mean, if they were, if they were pulling shit like this multiple times a season, that would have kept things very fresh. Now, does this show have any business talking about <laughs> a, a very, very common and scary paranormal phenomenon? Nomina? No, not really. Uh, they very, I mean, they very, well, they don't really tie it to aliens except really for Linda Moulton Howe's little uh right where the grays were talking to them the creep uh yeah but uh uh but but i mean they're they're tying it back to ancient cultures at least but it's a it's a real um ancient astronaut theorist light episode right right which makes it feel like another show which is why i was kind of interested like there was no there was nothing new that i heard on this show but that's because I, in the past few years, as I've talked about, like I've read a bunch of fucking, you know, books and like, you know, John Keel and, you know, John mm-hmm. Millet shit and books on demonology and stuff like that. So I've, I've read about a lot of this stuff, but I am, I could almost hear about this stuff like forever and it doesn't get as boring as like ancient alien stuff, you know, like, right, because, right, right. like, because the cool thing about paranormal experiences is that you could just listen to people's experiences of them and it's always interesting because it's not even though there's like there's you know patterns in the phenomena a specific phenomena like shadow people or ufo abductions or whatever it's always a little unique to the person you know and it it, Mm -hmm. it just allows you to go like god if that was me i'd be fucking terrified or something right but um but uh yeah i i truly think that they're trying to just kind of in an odd way diversify their content and cross because like Ghost shows are bigger than ever, right? There are so many fucking ghost shows. Ghost Adventures, basically, as the flagship, is, like, still huge. That show Kindred Spirits, uh, which is, like, a much more subdued and probably more realistic ghost show. I don't really love it that much, but um, uh, it's with Amy Bruni, and I can't remember the guy's name, but that's on its, like, um, umpteenth season as well, so... um, they're they're going strong still, and I feel like Ancient Aliens is now trying to like, I don't know if they're crossing over, but just kind of glom. I think they're desperate for ideas at this point, so they're like, hey, let's go into paranormal stuff because UFO phenomena rides the line of paranormal stuff, you know. Right. But, um, uh, but at least I wasn't bored this episode. I will say. Uh, right, right, right. What did you? What were Someone your high level thoughts? Yeah. Uh, yeah, it definitely felt like a ghost show, just with everything happening and and. Yeah, trying to explain the shadow people and dimensions and and yeah, nothing. But yeah, nothing ancient feeling about it. They tied so. in like they, you know, the jinn were described kind of like shadow right. people, or you know, they listed off a bunch of just dark entities, you know, whatever. Um, Medallion Man had his own. Uh, his story was like a weird flex story though, because he was like the last like ten minutes before he has his story is how terrifying and deadly shadow people are. And then he basically is like, I saw one and I wasn't scared at all. <laughs> it was fine. Right. I was really curious about, you know, who this large black figure was in my room and why it felt so good. Uh, but uh, anyway, we can get started here. Uh, also a big surprise. I did. This was interesting. I did not know this at all. 
So we we go back to beautiful Laos in 1975, where the where the Laotians and the Hmong people are fleeing the horrors of the Vietnam War and coming to America. Um, that's what the um, uh, Bruce Springsteen song. Uh, no, Neil Diamond. Who sings "We're Coming to America"? It's Neil Diamond, right? Not Bruce. I think so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That'd be a little light for Bruce Springsteen. Right. I think. <laughs> uh, but. Um, uh, see you later, Chris. Thank you for catching the show as much as you could. Uh, he just left the chat, but, um, uh, yeah, they're, they, they're fleeing to America from the horrors of the Vietnam war. And, um, uh, they, you know, they're burgeoning community in the U S as they're trying to get settled, trying to find places to live, trying to work, you know, very hard at odd jobs as, you know, refugee immigrants. Uh, a lot of the men in, uh, the, the Hmong community are, dying mysteriously in their sleep and so uh the autopsies are inconclusive the doctors have no cause of death and the doctors take to calling it sudden unexpected nocturnal death syndrome syndrome or sons (laughs) s-u-n-d-s uh my sons are dying um the the mong people however believe they are shadow people or what they call Chochua. Um, they are Chochua are what they consider pressure spirits. So if you do not do p- proper religious rituals, pray to your and for the and to to pray and request the protection from your ancestor spirits against these Chochua, then the Chochua come, sit mm-hmm. on your chest and suffocate you. And that that is largely what a lot of these men were dying from was was a lot of their symptoms were like a heart attack, basically, like they or suffocation, which caused a heart attack. So, right, right, right. Uh, very strange um, that they, they do a little throwaway line. They're like, uh, now, some believe that there is a genetic marker unique to the Hmong people that, you know, was causing this or whatever. But like, uh, it's also interesting, too, where I was like, this is scary, but. I also would have hoped that they would have like had like per capita, like, okay, the number of people back in Laos where, where, when, you know, like these mysterious deaths, like how often these mysterious deaths happen versus when they came to America, like per capita, because maybe it happened back then too. I'm sure not everyone was perfect at doing their, their prayers and rituals then too, you know? So, um, we can't really compare. It's just that it was reported by American pa- newspapers that uh, right, 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 that they were dying more in mass. But um, um, <laughs> oh yeah, Medallion Man. Just a little shout out to his very weird Truth whatsoever. Just blackness. But- <laughs> he calls them the Humong. <laughs> Oh, and right. Because it's, it's spelled H M O N G in English and it's just pronounced Hmong. Um, but uh, he calls it the Humong people. <laughs> Believed it was because they couldn't practice their original religion. So, um, anyway, Jonathan Young from the Joseph Campbell Ar- Archives explain. He's like, he's the guy that explains the Chochua and what they are and what they're doing and why they come and, you know, blah, blah, blah. So, um, this is why you come. He's just holding up a Playgirl magazine. Uh, we get a children's chime in here, and he says, uh, "A pointless, a pointless interjection." He says, "The the monk people uh, themselves talk about these shadow entities who attack and kill them because they haven't been doing their rituals correctly." And it's like he's that he's like five minutes into the segment and saying the same thing. Um, 
the Chochua description though completely matches like the classic shadow people that are reported all over the world, but especially like the Western world. So in the Western world, shadow people, for those that don't know, I mean, they'll explain it a lot in this episode, but for those that don't know, they are a paranormal phenomena, which not always, but most of the time are associated with sleep paralysis. And to the point where, of course, skeptical scientists believe they are merely manifestations in your mind of sleep paralysis, right? It's like the, right. it's the, uh, the Joe Rogan's fear factor of your brain, um, creating this, like, like you're feeling a presence, like you, like when you're, when your body is asleep, but your mind and eyes are awake, which is what sleep paralysis is like the chemicals that, that yeah, keep telling your body you. to, yeah, that keep telling your body to be asleep and not move your body. Otherwise you'd wake yourself up all the time. They're still going, but your brain is awake, which it should be all asleep. So, uh, or whatever should be all in that state. So people are paralyzed. Didn't we do a Patreon about that sleep paralysis documentary or something like that? Or did we, um, did I just maybe. watch that? Maybe I just watched it on like, uh, I, th- Oh, it was the, it was a recommendation from Bigfoot collectors club, but, uh, I can't remember if we covered it or not, but, um, it was basically just like from like 10 years ago when sleep paralysis and shadow figures like weren't as well known. And it was literally like, you know, like five or six people going through how they were just tortured by sleep, you know, to yeah, the point of yeah. being suicidal and shit. But anyway, um, and so a lot of these people have sleep paralysis. They can't move. They feel a pressure on their chests, especially. And a lot of times the shadow figures like actually walk up on them or sit on their chest, which is exactly like these Chochua are described. Sometimes just being close to them makes them feel like they can't breathe or there's a huge weight on their chest. And, um, they are usually featureless. Uh, so they just look like literally a sentient shadow that has no body to cut to cast yeah. shadow. Uh, occasionally they have glowing eyes and occasionally they have glowing red eyes. And even more occasionally they have a fedora style hat and the shadow of like a suit or a, or a trench coat on. And that's, that's really the hat man subtype or you might even call him the archetype or the leader of the shadow people we'll get to that later so um so anyway um most people associate them with most like western judeo-christian folks think that they are demons of some kind that are scaring the shit out of them but it's you know the the none of that matters really it's more uh it's clearly happening to people right and the the question is then is it something that tr- is external that is taking advantage of people in their sleep or is it like an internal psychic manifestation um, or a combination of the two. Right. And this, and this episode actually asked that shit where I'm like, they're getting pretty deep into these like philosophical questions about this paranormal phenomena, you know? And so again, not bringing anything new to the table, but it's like a nice wrap up of what shadow people are, you know? So, um, but, uh, uh, um, let's see. Oh yeah, they have this guy who's an he's an experiencer. He's he's a little kooky looking. The 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 dude with like the gray, the salt and pepper hair. He's like uh he's he's saying it's like being chained to the bottom of the ocean like when he's talking about being um uh in his sleep paralysis state and whatever. But he does mention that there is kind of a fuzzy staticky effect uh in the air behind the shadow figure. And that's kind of a a lot of people in the last 10 years are seeing not only shadow figures, but static figures mm-hmm. or what some people call predator cloaked figures where they look like that, that cloaking device effect that we see in movies 
they see like a shimmering kind of effect, right? Some people, some people, yep. some people, they'll describe it as TV static and some people will describe it as shimmering kind of cloaking, right? Um, Star Trek, you know, ship slash predator level cloaking, but right, right, they're, right. but they're experiencing a lot of the same things, but except the, the cloaked and static figures tend to be like an outdoor phenomena, not exclusively, but tend to be more outdoors or out in like the middle of woods and shit like that, or on Skinwalker Ranch, you know, the fucking one of the generals there from the before Travis Taylor and everyone there that with the, the NIDS guys, he says one of their snipers shot one out of a tree and it fucking fell on the ground, like the shimmering invisible right, cloak right, thing. Right. And then it went to a portal and disappeared. Yeah. yeah. So, um, but, but this poor bastard on this show suffer these encounters for five years. I wish they would have talked about why they stopped. Like they just, they just said he suffered for five right. years and he's still here. But, um, he says he never felt any positive energy from him, only negative energy. Right, so, right, right, right. Um, and that is pretty common. Most people are scared shitless of these things. They do not feel like there's a lot of benevolence um, to these figures. Apparently, only uh, William Henry, the Medallion Man, yeah. thinks that <laughs> he loves them. the huge blackness in his room, the huge there's whatsoever, in his just room. blackness. But <laughs> he's curious and never was scared for a moment. So. Um, (laughs) they have a gal named Heidi Hollis. Now she has been on multiple podcasts that I've heard too. She is kind of annoying, but she is the author. I mean, it's cool that she's on here because she's kind of the, the person that coined and first cataloged the shadow people phenomena. And she released a book back in 2001 called the secret war colon a true story about a real alien war and shadow people. So it's a very long title, but um, she really opened the door for lots of people around the world to be finally like feel the freedom to talk about those things publicly. Cause it's been going on for a long, a long time, but they are, they were terrified to tell anyone because they thought they were going crazy. Right. So, Mm -hmm. so she got lots of letters and whatever. Now, on I can't remember if it was Bigfoot Collectors Club. She's a very staunch Judeo-Christian. These are demons. Well, aliens and demons are the same and they're all evil kind of thing. They all want right. to control us. They're all from the devil. They're all from the evil forces in the universe. Um, so, I mean, she's she's a porn doctor in her own right to an extent. But um, uh, a big part of her story, too, though, was which I can, you know, I can sympathize, I can't empathize because I'm not an African-American person, but uh, I can sympathize because a lot of her story was like, she funded everything herself, all her research, all of her trips to interview people. Uh, You know, like John Keel was a journalist and was paid by his newspapers to go to Point Pleasant and do Mothman. You know what I mean? He wasn't doing it all on his own dime. She was a black woman in the 90s uh, who I think was like a school teacher, like some, some, you know, basic normal job uh, otherwise. And, um, and she never, she says to this day, she never like got rich off this. She's known in the community, but like never got rich off it or anything. And she says people just steal her book now all the time. But, uh, but anyway, she did all this herself. So I respect her for being super passionate and like want to, uh, wanting to uncover this phenomena. She, she basically is like the, the Zach Bagans template for shadow people that they are evil. They are tricksters. They are fucking with you. They want to hurt you. Or in the case of Hmong people or like, you know, ancient medieval Renaissance Europeans that, you know, they were succubi and incubi that would, you know, sit on your, they would have sex with you or make you feel sexual things to entrap you and then suffocate you to death and steal your soul and whatever. Right. So, right. Um, and kill you. So, um, 
I just said all that shit. Uh, and she's also obviously as the first person to really go in depth, put together a lot of the patterns we've been talking about. So again, the, the, the way that they look, the way that the, there's sometimes energy flowing out of them or around them or static or, you know, a portal or whatever. Um, and, uh, and what they do to people in general, right? She says they're sneaky, they're deceptive and they invoke a lot of evil things in people's lives. They ask the question, but are, are they ghosts then? Are they human spirits that are discorporeated from their bodies? So, um, uh, this is where Medallion Man says, you know, a black humanoid figure walked into my room. Um, and I wrote, it was ultimately a very erotic experience for him. Yes. Uh, um, Heidi Hollis, the, the writer, she, she says she was actually followed like tracked, uh, and there were multiple sightings in broad daylight. And she had a friend there. The little reenactment was like kind of creepy, I guess. Cause it's like, uh, she, they're walking on some desert trail and this like shadow figure just keeps like, like appearing, you know, along the trail in front of her as if it's like really interested in them. So, so then they ask before the segment break, what the hell are these things? And we head back to the Choctaw nation. The Choctaw nation of indigenous peoples has been in America for more than 4,000 years, a very old tribe. And their name for shadow figure is uh, Nalusatito, as Childress says. And and if you're having bad thoughts, then this would actually attract the Nalusatito. So this sounds like um, the, uh, like, uh, I don't know, the fucking masturbation police i guess back then you know <laughs> right, right <laughs> you were having bad thoughts but uh uh and jonathan young says uh, they were so afraid of this creature that they would not even speak its name which sounds a lot like the uh the the skinwalkers i'm shooting you in the face steve through my camera but um <laughs> uh the skinwalker they don't talk about uh Unlike Oprah, they do not speak his name because right. <laughs> it will invoke him to come and do evil things. So there's lots of ancient shadow people evidence or so they're calling it. They go back to, as we always have, as we have to in every ancient aliens episode, we have to go back to ancient Sumeria, ancient or ancient Sumer, sorry. And they had an entity named Alu, who was a type of Udug, which was a type of demon. So uh, he appeared a lot like modern shadow people. He had featureless face. He had a dark countenance in general um he was kind of you know made of fucking you know smoke or whatever they call it like just like the jinn who are who are made of uh, ashless fire or whatever mm -hmm. in, in the muslim world um and the jinn are considered tricksters they can uh transport instantly from one place to another and they can act uh benevolent or malevolent right like or as the th there's a guy that's on the show a lot and i didn't actually know he was a muslim but he's he's like a muslim scholar the bald guy, he has like the white beard and stuff. And, uh, he, cause this episode he's like, as a Muslim, I, I believe the jinn, and I believe that sometimes they can be angelic or demonic or whatever, but mm -hmm. you have to be careful. But, uh, um, but anyway, um, they could be considered a shadow person as well. I mean, what I did like about this episode was that it was all like art of scary of the scary side of old religions is always cool to right. look at, you know, cause it's like yeah, creepy yeah, as yeah. fuck. So, um, it's like, God, what were these people experiencing that they thought to draw? Yeah. It was important enough. Them? Yeah. And, uh, um, in Turkey, there's, uh, the Karabazan, which is the dark presser. <laughs> Maybe that's the guy that was in, uh, uh, William Henry's room that night. Oyante Tombo and Saxewaman. <laughs> all names for shadow people around <laughs> around the ancient world uh they list a few more 
we get a Nori story here <laughs> who repeats what was said in like the first segment. And then he's like, I don't think they're ever going to go away. They're still here on this planet. You know? Right. <laughs> okay, great. <laughs> um, now they're talking about the strange energy uh, phenomena that happens with shadow people. Um, and I love this part. We go, there's a little story about a ghost hunting crew of chicks at the old Washoe club, which is a ghost mm, adventure. Right, right. And yeah, it's a big episode, but and they go back multi, I think they go back three or four fucking times. The old Washoe club. But, um, uh, yeah, this, this female ghost hunter, um, they name her and ends up not being important at all. It's kind of weird that they just picked this, this particular encounter where it's like, mm-hmm. I don't know. It just seemed like they just pulled it out of a hat, but out of a hat man. But, um, <laughs> <Got a hat>. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, they, uh, uh, she and her, uh, ghost hunting partner see a shadow figure. It seems to like grow and grow and grow in size to almost like engulf her friend. They freak out. They haul ass out of the, uh, um, the room they were in and they walk back in and look down the hallway. They ran down and the thing's still there. And this is where we have the clip that you have, where it's making that energetic sound. To us, that they could have- Very unusual. There was this pulsating energy that was emanating forth from it, like a whoop, 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 and she whoop, could hear. Whoop, whoop. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's uh, that. The guy that you're hearing there is uh, Mike Ricksecker, who basically is a modern, a more modern white Heidi Halls. He just wrote another book mm. about shadow people like a few years ago. So. Um, but I mean, he's pretty informative on the show. He seems like, you know, if I had had a, a college professor about paranormal entities, like I'd want to have a class from him, you know? So, right. Um, right. Also has a little that pedophile energy, but yeah. <laughs> who doesn't these days? Um, <laughs> but uh, there's another story about a gal that this uh, um, Rick Secker guy talks about how she was, had her sleep paralysis, saw a huge flash of light in the hallway this shadow figure like frantically runs in the room, <laughs> sits on her chest and then runs away as if it's like obligated to like, okay, let me just bang this out and then I'll leave, you know? Right, and then right, a flash right. of light out of the room again, she wakes up and all her electronic shit is fried to the point where he says she called the fire department to come inspect all the electronics and make sure there wasn't like a fire risk or something. Right, so, right, right. Um, so we have, you know, staticky energy. We have whoop, 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 you know, uh, uh, sound, um, energy, like, you know, flowing off of uh, like cycling off of these things mm-hmm. at times. Um, and we also have, uh, glowing eyes as we talked about before. So, um, again, most shadow figures have no features at all, but the, the red glowing eyes on some of these figures make people the most scared. They tend to feel the most malevolent, but I think that it's like, and again, chicken or the egg, I don't know. I'll eat both. But uh, uh, you don't know. It's like, like what started the fear of glowing red? I mean, glowing red eyes, I think, would be scary to any human because humans don't have glowing eyes, let alone glowing red eyes. So anytime, right. you, anytime you have like that uncanny valley with what's supposed to be normal, it basically becomes like body horror, you know? And so because your brain is like, like, like again, clown, whatever that phenomenon with clowns, right? It's like they look humanoid, but they look just off. And so they are actually terrifying to some people, you know, but, uh, but it's like, I feel like people would be scared of glowing red eyes on anything. Uh, right. So I get, but you could argue that people are scared of glowing red eyes because of the shadow figure phenomena or the demonic, you know, phenomenon and, uh, from time in, in memoriam. So, um, 
anyway, uh, they're now asking though, are shadow people a side effect or caused or using misunderstood technology? So are these just aliens with cloaking devices on? And, and the Mike Ricksecker, this is the first dumb point he makes. He says, uh, the, you know, aliens might not understand the physiology of the human eye. So it's not fully cloaked and looks like a shadow. And I'm like, right. That's some fucking, uh, Sumir, you know, um, Anunnaki needing to genetically modify an entire race of animals to be just for one to, little to thing, dig yeah. gold for them. You know, it's, it's ridiculous. So, um, they wouldn't be that dumb. They have Caroline Corey on here a lot. She's saying she's just repeating the same thing with a with a big smile like she always has. And and um oh thanks, babe. Uh ooh, it's so much brighter now. Yeah, I was gonna say it's getting a little dark. Now. This little camera does a lot of work to bright because it was actually very dark in here. Oh, yeah. Uh does a lot of work <laughs> to brighten things up. But um uh anyway, she she doesn't add anything. I don't know why she's on this. I guess it's because it's like psychic phenomena and that's her jam. But um uh this is where um love that joker linda has that uh uh little story time she reads this whole thing about the creep uh yeah toward the hole uh (laughs) and she's reading some lady's account which is scary i guess but it's it's one of the first accounts where shadow figures cross over with what we think of as gray aliens and Mm -hmm. of course that's a big you know, that's going to be the smoking gun for the show, which I, I thought it was, but they're actually very open-minded about it by the end. Like I was actually, I was like, oh great. Once this happens, the rest of the show is going to be proving that they're flesh and blood aliens and right. not some weird psychic or ultra terrestrial phenomena. So, um, anyway, uh, 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 and then they bring up the hat man. So, um, Rick and Secker is on again and he describes the hat man as a subtype or as most people think of um, the hat man is the leader of like the regular shadow, the standard shadow figures. Like they are his, they are his Kevins and Bobs, his minions um, that are, are uh, doing his bidding. But, um, uh, and they seem to be feeding off of the fear energy. He mentions that once, which is a very common demon trailing a wet judeo-christian demon trail oh they're feeding off fear or whatever but um but we never really get no one ever fucking talks about like the math of that like why is it that incorporeal spirits need to eat energy you know what i mean like like right, right. or because they don't have a like because you'd think if they were made of energy and they don't have a body <laughs> like why do they need like they don't need that much energy to run nothing, you know, to, to, to run, yeah. to run energy. Like, I don't know. It's weird. So, yeah. um, but anyway, um, uh, uh, um, oh yeah. Heidi Hollis says he's very different from normal shadow people. He can take any form. He can, he can be more solidified if he wants. He can like step in and out of that shadow, uh, uh, form or dimension or whatever. And, um, and she's, she's, Again, she's kind of like a drama kid. She's very like, oh, you got to watch out for him. Like, she's very dramatic about it. But, <laughs> right, uh, right, right. Um, uh, this was interesting, too. Uh, in 1953, uh, major UFO investigator Albert K. Bender, um, he was running this, this whole nationwide program, kind of like a MUFON-style program back then. Right at the height of the 1952 UFO flap in this country, and he had an experience that caused him to shut his entire program down and like never talk about, never talk publicly about UFOs again. And ultimately he has what is considered the first men in black experience. 
but his men in black experience is much less corporeal and much more um an instance where three hat men appeared through a wall with glowing red eyes and fedora shapes at least on their head Mm -hmm. and they told him telepathically to stop his ufo research so um this is the first time i've ever heard of the shadow figures or even the hat man because usually people describe the hat man well here's what's funny People that are normal experiencers seem to describe the hat man as having the fedora style hat, which you could argue is like, maybe they took that form because in the fifties, when they first appeared, that was the classic like symbol of authority was like a police detective or you're, you know, most people just wore suits anyway, back then mm-hmm. when they went to work, but symbol of authority is like, Oh, that's the boss man who has the hat and the, the suit and the, this and whatever he's right. He's the foreman. He's running the fuck. He's not doing the work himself. He's the one calling the shots. Right. Right. So it's like, they could have just taken that archetypical form as an authority figure or an intimidating figure. Um, even like a organized crime figure, right? Like had they'd wear fedoras and shit, but, uh, now shitty guys that go to sublime cover bands wear fedoras right, and right, pork right. pie hats and stuff. <laughs> but, um, but anyway, uh, these three entities appeared smelled like sulfur, very common. And again, John Keel and I think Valet talk about um, the science behind like if something was was piercing through dimensions, it would take this like specific kind of nuclear theoretically like Einsteinian physics, right, would take this like amount of energy kind of like 1.21 gigawatts, but it would like cause a reaction in the air in the oxygen molecules in the air to basically become sulfur particles where, where the energy ripped through the dimension or something. So it makes a lot of sense technically, uh, that anything coming into this dimension would have this sulfur kind of smell. Uh, plus, you know, back, you know, back before the seventies, like any sort of Bigfoot or big hairy monster were all also big stinky monsters too. Like everyone always talked about how they stunk and smelled like rotten eggs or sulfur or death or whatever. So, but sulfur, of course, uh, associated with the kind of Judeo-Christian Islam demons in those Abrahamic religions. So, um, but uh, the Hatman apparently admitted to abducting many people from this uh, plane of existence, uh, and they cannot have anyone fucking with their visitation of Earth. They say that they came. They told him they came from very far away in the universe, right? But they need to come here, and you can't be fucking our plans up. So uh again not sure if these are the figures themselves or these are the forms they take to interact with humans it's like it's like they're right. taking just the form of an archetype of a human or just the basic shape enough to i guess not scare you so much or to take some form maybe they're formless i don't know but right right, right. um but albert bender coined the men in black phrase which is really interesting so um uh, uh yeah <laughs> george nori's on again seemingly confused about the subject as a whole and why he's there. He's like, who knows what's happening with this? Like (laughs) he has no insight. He's just, he basically is, is I think, like I said before, a surrogate for, um, the audience at this point, which are just kind of older middle-aged white people who are (laughs) dumb and watching this show, but this is crazy, you know, but, uh, yes, gross snake, the mysterious stranger. Um, uh, that from that's from Fallout, yeah, from Fallout, yeah. Who's the other guy? If you played Mass Effect, Grove Snake, it's um, fuck, who's that guy? It's not. Is it Martin Sheen's character? It's another kind of character like that. Who's like this interdimensional dude? Anyway, um, oh, 
here's where they talk about some more John Keel shit, like the nature of these things. They are clearly, they are entities of some intelligence, right? But the, the key to their powers is they're living on another frequency, but they can, you know, so they're not really corporeal in the sense that we know them as we're not interacting with their density, but they can take temporary physical form anytime they want which is then why people like Zach Bagans and whatever say it takes a lot of energy to do that. I don't think that's the case, but whatever. Because also, uh, a a contradiction there, nobody talks about ever with shadow figure stuff, at least as far as I've heard, about feeling all the energy drained out of my body. Like, you know, it's like, because you'd think if like, you know, like people are, you know, Zach Bagans and people that experience ghost shit, they're like, oh, I feel drained all of a sudden and then they get some big piece of evidence or a brick is thrown or whatever because they must have sucked the energy out of me to then be able to manifest physically and interact with the physical world, right? But nobody ever talks about that with the shadow figure stuff. So um, Michio Kaku, this is the first time, like, I might have just been tired when I was watching this, but I like it was the first time his his analogy kind of made sense, but also, like, I was like, that seems like kind of a reach. But he said... uh, we take for granted that we live in a three-dimensional world. Oh, yeah, with the uh, fish. Or a universe. And he's like, he's like, what if you were a koi fish in a pond? To the fish, you're in a two-dimensional pond. I'm like, really? Would a fish think it's two? I guess because if a fish's eyes are going, I don't know, whatever. But well, it's just not very deep, short enough. I mean, it's just, again, an analogy, not like a true, like, oh, you know, of course they're in a third dimension. It's more just if you look down right. and they're just living in that world. Yeah. He, he more, it was like your fishbowl analogy, right? It's more yeah. that it's like, oh, they think that this pond is the whole world, but above right. the water, there's a no, another, there's a nori, another layer of depth, yeah. right? Or whatever, which is fine. But, uh, uh, but yeah, now that, now that quantum theory is being proven on mathematical bases, uh, there are technically, uh, it allows for 11 dimensions of time and space. So, um, think about, you know, it's like, like if you're, if you're, if you're watching intergalactic inter, uh, interstellar, then those are, I think they talk about how they're from the fifth dimension or something. They're yeah, fifth yeah, dimensional yeah. beings. So, um, just, you know, again, spoiler alert, but humans have ascended in the future to being fifth dimensional beings that live outside of space and time. Right. Yeah. But apparently still care about making sure the time happens <laughs> or something. But, um, yeah. um, I'm your ghost Murphy. <laughs> um, uh, uh, George Norrie agrees. This is like the first thing he actually contributes that they're interdimensional. And he says, some reports even say that they act like disoriented. Like they just fell accidentally into this dimension and then they go back or something, you know? So, uh, which is which is like fun to think about you know, that they're kind of right. just goofing around or something. But like, is that a is that a teenage shadow figure that's playing with his new powers, like um, Tobey Maguire and Spider Man right. falling off the building? But um, they ponder if shadow figures are coming out of portals that are at those those ley line those crux points of the Earth grid, the Earth energy grid, right? It's like the, where the pyramids are built, megaliths are built. This is like the only ancient aliens part of the show is like that they go back to fucking ancient megalithic structures but for two seconds so they also they link it to dmt uh or the effects of dmt because they ask can shadow figures alter the human mind to see like them therefore being able to see their dimension or at least part of their dimension so it's more that they're always around but that 
they're interacting with you psychically to make it so you can perceive them temporarily, right? So right, is right, it that right. they're taking physical form or form in this dimension, or they're just giving you a new filter to to absorb new data from another frequency you usually can't? Just like just like ghost hunting shows, right? They're using thermal cameras, they're using infrared. There's there's so and they talk about it later here. Like there's so many frequencies of and layers of light and sound that we can and, and sight that we can't experience with our tools right so right right with our, only with our dongs but uh uh which was interesting i guess too like it was interesting to look not not it's like it's like here we're giving you uh they live sunglasses and, instead of, so we're not actually changing you're just seeing us differently yeah exactly yeah new lens um and then they link it to dmt uh and they link it to D- terrence mckenna but um uh the the loudmouth Leahy bill burr is way too reductive because he's like saying that he's like quoting terrence mckenna terrence mckenna of course huge activist for psychedelics and you know kind right, of the right, father right. of normalizing psychedelics and their effects um and talking about how he's like the guy that coined the term machine elves and shit like that where um because he felt that these entities that he talked to on these psychedelic trips, whether it was DMT or uh, psilocybin or whatever, he, he could only, he's, he said, I really can't describe them. I can loosely describe them as what seem to be like fractal beings, right? They're, they seem to be made of geometry, but they don't really have a solid form, but that's all, but that's what I'm feeling when I'm there communicating right, with right. them, you know? And uh, and so Bill Burr is very reductive and he says, what did Terrence always say he saw little green people, which is like not true at all. He just like he I think he's just saying he's heard the phrase. I saw machine elves, you know, and then saying they right, must have right. been fucking aliens. Tying it. That, but yeah. um, Bill Burr shouldn't be on the show anymore. But um, um, oh, and then they're then they basically without calling it that they're showing the God helmet experiment where it's like a person has all these electrodes in an array around their brain. We'll skull, well, a host, but, uh, <laughs> uh, and then applying voltage in like a certain pattern can like open up your pineal gland or whatever. And that can open you up to talking to quote unquote ghosts or ultra terrestrials or whatever they do it in Hellier. Or they do it. Lots of, lots of, um, uh, paranormal investigators do it now. Uh, the, the story they have of this, ex- this one experiment with this lady said, when she she was supposed to be writing notes about what she was experiencing with the god helmet on and instead she she started like jerking it away because she thought that a shadow figure um she felt that a shadow figure was trying to rip it out of her hands so so having the god helmet work let her see a shadow figure who then tried to fuck with her and you know yeah, get rid yeah. of it. so um last segment now they're talking about they've said they've talked about them being interdimensional. Now they're really talking about ultra terrestrials, which there is a crossover there, but ultra terrestrial is more on the they are just living on different frequency like uh, you know atomic vibrations than us. So they're still living on this planet or a version of this planet. And so it's like you could call that loosely another dimension. But it's not. It's just another layer of the spectrum, right? It's what Keel called the super spectrum. Like we can only see the bottom like sixth of the super spectrum, and there's so much more above that, you know. So yeah. he's saying there's probably consciousness consciousnesses that evolved or were created or whatever on all levels of that spectrum, right? And so, and you could argue that 
we are the most limited by the physical world because we're on this third level, you know, third three dimensional density kind of thing. Whereas they can choose whether they're corporeal or not, which to compared to us, that makes them supernatural, right? It gives them almost right, right. godlike powers or something. So, um, so uh, um, let's see. Oh, and th- and this is the theory of why ghost hunting equipment works, right? Because it, it, it allows yeah. our eyes, ears, whatever, to experience different data on different vibrational frequencies, levels of this super spectrum. So yeah. um, now Sooks is on kind of to finish the show talking about, he's like, we should be listening to victims of shadow, <laughs> like a weird, like pro rape victim yeah. thing, you know, or something, but uh, um, which is fine. But it's like, he almost seems like guest starring on this episode. Right, like, right. Why they is just he flashed even- him in just so yeah. he could be there. Yeah. <laughs> At the very end. Um, and, uh, but it does end on a pretty, a pretty uh, interesting note where, you know, Clotworthy's like, uh, instead of only investing in outer space technology, perhaps we should be expanding the understanding of the inner space of the human consciousness. So it's, but it is interesting where it's like, that's why they call people that are into psychedelics and stuff psychonauts because they're traveling into the inner, the inner infinite space of the human consciousness as yeah. opposed to physically going into outer space um on a yeah, just uh, travelers yeah. on a space level so see um but that's yeah that's it for the shadow people um the most fun i've had watching ancient aliens in a long time it, i mean it wasn't perfect or great or anything but uh it, it was a ghost show and i do enjoy ghost shows now more than yeah. alien shows so. yeah, it was fun <laughs> yeah that's cool but <laughs> um um the next episode looks like it's gonna be another non-banger which is uh it's gonna be a lot of rocket fuel a lot of a lot of uh, 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 yeah <laughs> thrusters. <laughs> uh, ooh, who's under your desk? Uh, <laughs> uh, but we're going to be decoding the dragon gods. Nah, great. So yeah. it's going to be all about ancient spaceships. Uh, people mistaking them for flying, fire-breathing dragons, or fire farting dragons coming out the right right but, um uh and yeah i never understood that it's like it's it's almost like they thought dragons were like powdered toast man where they flew backwards like right. it's like why would they be <laughs> breathing fire while flying this way while flying Opposite, that way you know yeah, but yeah. yeah so um but anyway thank you for listening thank you for liking for subscribing uh thank you uh, uh tyler the 13th 420 first time chatter who says don't always catch you guys live but always glad when i do we we are glad to tyler um, yeah, we were a little early today, which was a massive difference because we usually get the same 12 to 15 people that can make the later shows, you know, so yeah, different day a little earlier. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, but, uh, make sure and support the show and get more content from us every single month over at patreon.com slash probing. We've got our ghost adventures podcast and we got probing deeper with all sorts of subjects that we're probing knuckles deeper, uh, head over to black hole supply company.com for all your merch needs for probing ancient aliens, merch, disc golf disc and disc golf apparel and uh if you're in orange county if you're going on that disneyland trip if you're trying out the mcdonald's in orange county there's a big difference in the from the mcdonald's in the rest of the country uh there's one pretty close by to cape and cal collectibles uh 9525 garfield avenue suite c2 fountain valley california 92708 and follow us on instagram at probing ancient aliens follow us on twitter at probing aliens and uh oh yeah, follow uh at puttfuckers, P-U-T-T 
P-U-T-T-P-H-U-K-E-R-Z on Instagram for our disc golf content. And uh, over on TikTok at P-U-T-T-F-C-K-R-S on C. TikTok, like I already said. Uh, other than that, I should have been playing this music the whole time, okay. and I'll do my voice, but I'm not. Bye. Bye.